May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning. My name is Mike McGowan. I'm the pastor here at Parkway Fellowship, and today we're talking about addictions. And I'm going to tell you what, it's so good to finally be talking about a topic that I'm personally not dealing with. (laughs) My addiction began inconspicuously. It began with a sign written in chalk as I was standing in line buying another addictive substance a mocha frappuccino for my wife, who was also in denial. (laughs) I remember the day clearly. It was a cold November morn. As I was standing in line behind other users, I saw the sign, pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) Maybe it was the weather. Maybe it was the smell. Maybe it was the soothing warmth it offered on a wintry day. But I found myself walking out that day with a cup of my new coping mechanism. And then I found myself going back in line the next day. And then the next. I could hardly remember events that occurred in between trips to that line. I think my wife had a baby in there somewhere. (laughs) And now, years later, I grow angry during the summer and spring months because a venti pumpkin spice latte single shot soy no whip is a seasonal drink. (laughs) And as the leaves begin to fall, my spirits begin to rise because I know that goodness is at hand. (laughs) Okay, I'm not really addicted, but I do like me some pumpkin spice latte, okay? (laughs) But that's how addictions start, pretty innocently, pretty inconspicuously pretty accidentally, until finally we realize that we can't do without it. And we want to stop. We've tried to quit again and again and again, but we find ourselves going back. And addictions can be anything. I mean, they can be coffee, they can be Starbucks, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, music, TV, video games, shopping, overeating, overspending, alcohol, pornography, Drugs, gambling, smoking. And the truth truth is, an addiction is a cruel master. It initially offers us comfort and escape. But in the end, it only offers us more of itself. It convinces us that we need it to survive. But it robs our treasuries and it robs us of normal relationships that we can have with people that we love most. An addiction brings ruin to marriages, to kids, and it affects kids and grandkids for the rest of their lives. And we feel hopeless and helpless in our efforts to stop because we've tried to again and again. We've said no before, but to no avail. And so most people have just resigned themselves to learn how to manage their addiction because they do not believe they can have mastery over it. We think that we're in control, but we are out of control. The Bible describes the situation of an addict. Go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. 
It's in Romans chapter 7, beginning in verse 15. Paul writes this, he says, I do not understand the things I do. I do not do what I want to do, and I do the things I hate. But I'm not really the one who's doing these hated things. It's the sin living in me that does them. Yes, I know that nothing good lives in me. I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is earthly and sinful. I want to do the things that are good, but I do not do them. I do not do the good things I want to do, but I do the bad things I do not want to do. But our Heavenly Father, He understands addictions. But more than that, He understands His power and how His power can free us from addictions. Look at this next verse. Philippians 2.13 says, God is working in you to make you willing and able to obey Him. And this morning, God wants to show us the path to freedom. Now, I cannot promise you that after today, you will be free from an addiction. Honestly, that would be over-promising, and truthfully, you wouldn't believe me anyway. But what I can promise is that I can show you the path to freedom. I can show you the path, but you must choose to walk it. And if you do, I can promise that you will be free, regardless of what the addiction is. And if you're the family member of an addict, then that very same path can bring freedom to your life. Because if you walk this path, the Bible says that you will finally be able to be, that you will be willing to obey God and you will finally be able to obey God. So what is this path of freedom? And how can I become unshakable in my resolve to say no to addictions? Well, here's the first step of the path. It is this. Make Jesus my only master. Make Jesus my only master. Now, before we read these verses, uh, let me give you a little context here. Um, the people in the church of Corinth, there were some who had been involved um, in using prostitutes in their pagan worship before they became Christ followers. Okay? But now that they become Christ followers, they wanted to continue that practice because, well, I mean, you know why. They wanted to continue that practice. And here's what their thinking was. Their thinking was that because they have the right to eat anything they want to, and that physical eating and digesting of food has no effect on their spirituality or morality, that therefore other physical activities, like prostitution, also does not affect their spirituality or morality. I mean, are you kidding me? But I'm telling you, that's what they were using to try to justify their actions. I mean, were they sex addicts? I don't know. Maybe. But it is in Paul's response that we find the first step on this path to freedom. Look what Paul says. In 1 Corinthians 6, 12, he says, I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, underline the rest of this, but I will not be mastered by anything. But I will not be mastered by anything. See, that's the key. Because here's the deal. 
The key question when it comes to addictions is, who is the real master? Who is the real master? That's your next fill-in. Now, you might want Jesus to be your master. You might intend for Jesus to be your master. There's only one way to find out if Jesus really is your master, and that is this. Take the master test. Take the master test. And here's the test. If you cannot do without something for 30 days, no exceptions, then it has mastery over you. And that's anything. Caffeine, beer, wine, overspending, overeating, Facebook, video games, iPhone games, over-the-counter meds, prescription meds, marijuana, pornography, nicotine, painkillers, colas, sugar, TV, anything, everything. If you cannot do without it for 30 days, then it has mastery over you. So if you've been sitting here for the last 10 minutes trying to convince yourself that a certain behavior is not really addictive and it's just something you like to do, then prove it. Prove it to yourself. Take the mastery test. Take the test. Because the heart of the issue really is, who is your master? That's what Paul says. Look, when you take the master test, no exceptions. None for 30 days. Any slip-ups or any justification of a slip-up is your proof that it has mastery over you. So, make Jesus your only master. Now, for everyone, the first step in doing that is to become a Christ follower. That's the first step for everyone. That is, asking Jesus to come into your life to forgive you for everything you've ever done, and then pledging your life to following him from this day forward. That's the first step for everyone. So if you've never taken that step, I want to give you a chance to do that today. Look, going to church is not the same thing as becoming a Christ follower. Going to church does not guarantee your place in heaven. Only becoming a follower of Jesus Christ does that. And you do that by asking him to forgive you and pledging your life to following him. So how do you do that? Well, there's a sample prayer on the back of your message notes at the bottom. If you have never prayed a prayer like that before, then I'm going to give you a chance to do that at the end of today's message. Because I'm telling you, you will never, never break an addiction apart from making Jesus your only master. Because the real issue of addiction is mastery. And you can only have one. Now, some of you have already taken that step to become a Christ follower, but yet you find yourself in a potentially addictive situation or an addictive situation that you know for sure is addictive to, for you. And so for you, what you need to do is you need to recommit yourself to following Jesus alone. And you need to tell him that you are sorry that you have temporarily gotten away from making him your master but that is going to change starting today. And you need to pray to him and recommit yourself to following him. And that recommitment, that dedication, of you might need to dedicate yourself to following Jesus every day for six months 
It's probably not a one-time event. But I'm telling you, you will never break an addiction apart from making Jesus your only master. Because the heart issue of every addiction is who is your real master. But that's just the first step on the path. Second step is this. Cast out any dark forces. Cast out any dark forces. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says this. Says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Now look, here's the deal. I'm not the kind of pastor that looks for a demon under every rock. I mean, honestly, sometimes we just make bad choices. But when it comes to addictions, maybe the reason that you've never been able to have mastery over your addiction is because it's demonically influenced. And if that's the case, you'll never gain mastery over it by yourself. You have to have God's help. Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I uh, received a call from a very close friend of mine, and he confessed something that I never would have guessed. He's a fellow pastor, and he loves the Lord with all his heart, but he told me that he was addicted to internet pornography, and he tried for years to overcome that addiction, but to no avail. And the reason he called me is because he knew that I had had issues with that in my past, And so we talked about ways to gain mastery over this issue. And he decided that his first step was to go go on a three-day water-only fast. And at the end of day one, God showed him something that he was not prepared for. God allowed him to see, to, I mean, literally see a demon in his house. He said this thing was huge. I mean, it was floor to ceiling. And it was jet black from head to toe. And he said it was the most muscular and the strongest thing he had ever seen in his entire life. And he called me and he told me and he said, Mike, I now see why I was never able to stop this addiction. This thing was so strong that there's no way I was ever going to be able to, you know, overcome it. And every time I did have a small victory, it was because it was letting me win to make me think I had a chance. But I'm telling you, there was no chance. And so he asked the Lord to free him from this demon and cast this demon out of his house. And in his mind's eye, he saw a very strong rope coiled tightly all around this demon from shoulder to foot. And then the Lord reminded him that he had found some Playboy magazines in his grandpa's house when he was a kid. And then he also remembered that he had found some pictures of some naked women in his dad's desk. And he realized that this was a generational addiction for his family. And so as he continued this fast and as he continued to pray, he saw those cords t- 
tighten around that demon and grow tighter and tighter and tighter. And that demon grew thinner and weaker until finally, at the end of the fast, the cords had wrapped so tightly that there was no room left and the demon was gone and the cords fell harmlessly to the floor. Now, my friend told me, he said, look, Mike, there's still temptation, but there is not this irresistible pull any longer, and I have been able to say no for the first time, and I don't know when. And I have a healthy fear and a healthy amount of humility because I don't want to ever go back to that, and I don't want to ever invite that demon back into my house, back into my life. Now, let me be clear. I'm not saying that behind every addiction is a demon. I'm also not saying that every person should go on a three-day fast and that if you do, that that will be the cure. But what I am saying is this, is that if you have felt powerless, despite your best efforts, and especially if this is something you've noticed in multiple generations of your family, then don't discount the truth of these verses. Don't discount it so quickly because God is very clear that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It is not always a war with our willpower. Sometimes it's a struggle that's spiritual in nature. It's something that you need God to step in and do because you can't do it in your own strength. Let me give you the third step. Step number three is this. Don't go it alone. Don't go it alone. Proverbs 24, 6, man, incredible verse, says, for waging war, you need guidance. And for victory, many advisors. Look, I don't know anyone who has ever kicked an addiction alone. Now, you can stop a bad habit alone, but you cannot stop an addiction alone. You cannot. And additionally, if you're the child or the spouse of an addict, you have issues of your own as a result, and you can't get over those types of things alone. You cannot walk the path of victory alone, because the Bible's clear. For waging war, you need guidance. And for victory, you need advisors. You cannot walk the path of victory alone. So let me give you a couple of practical ideas of how to do this. Here's the first. Join the Road to Recovery small group on Tuesdays from 7 to 9 p.m. Join the Road to Recovery small group. It's on Tuesdays, 7 to 9 p.m. It meets up here at the church. And honestly, I cannot recommend this small group highly enough. This small group, it meets weekly to help people Find freedom from their addictions, and if you are an addict, or I'm sorry, if you have an addict in your family, they can help you become, get over those issues as well. They use a classic 12-step approach with the exception that all the 12 steps are um, related to God and not just some like mythical higher power, okay? It is a great group. In fact, this group is actually led by my father-in-law, Gary Rose, who has been involved with recovery for more than 20 years. And yes, I'm sure that part of his recovery is from being my father-in-law. I get that, right? <laughs> Look at this next verse. James 5:16. The Bible says this. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other 
so that you may be healed. Like I'm telling you, there is power and freedom when Christ followers get together and they pray for each other and they help each other. In fact, my father-in-law told me on the phone this week, he said that being a part of a recovery group literally saved his life. Because you can't go it alone. And you don't need to. Second practical is this. Find professional help, either a Christian counselor or a group. Because what might benefit you the most is actually going to counseling, a professional counseling, or getting into an AA group, or an Al-Anon group, or a Narcotics Anon group, or some other kind of group that fits your need. But bottom line, don't try to go it alone. That's what the enemy would want you to do. Look, God gave us each other to help each other, to pray for each other, to find freedom. Don't go it alone. I want you to watch a video of a truly wonderful lady in our church, and I want you to hear her story and how she has found freedom, and then I'm going to come back and wrap it up. So let's go ahead and roll this video. Hello, my name is Della Keel, and I'm a grateful, recovered alcoholic and drug addict. I was born the youngest of four. We were pretty much raised by a single mom. I had moved in with my dad at the end of my elementary school years up through part of junior high. And in that time, he had gotten remarried. My stepmom moved in and I felt pushed aside. And it was at that point, you know, I had made cheerleading and I had some friends, um, but I kind of turned a pot. And it was somewhat of an escape from the feelings that I felt at home. I just kept I kept trying to fill up something inside me that I didn't have, you know, that I had walked away from whenever I had met Jesus for the first time as a child. And while we were out one night and I had smoked some pot and drank, there were other substances that were offered and I liked them. And I liked having that feeling of euphoria, you know, and I felt good. I felt 10 foot tall and bulletproof. And before I knew it, it was enslaving me. And at some point, the want to became a had to. I had to have it. It was my master. It was my God. And it just, it made me feel all the things that I had wanted to feel. You know, I had no self-esteem, and I thought that if I used and drank, that that would make me prettier. You know, it made me more alive. It made me funnier. It made me the life of the party. I didn't know that there was a different way to live. Uh, the alcohol and drug world that I lived in became my reality. You know, so I started doing these Bible studies and started to build and, and learn who God was again. And God started moving in, you know, through prayer and uh, reading recovery material, reading meditation books, reading the Bible. God just kept feeding me. And I kept asking Him to remove the obsession from my mind, um, to remove the taste out of my mouth. And, you know, little by little that happened. He gave me that desire to be not just with him, but with my family and be a mother again. You know, I, I plugged into a 12-step program and God restored my relationship with my family. He restored my relationship with my daughter and uh, 
He gave me a new life. God placed a man back in my life again, and his name is Charlie. We made a decision that we wanted to honor God in our marriage. And so we started church hopping, and that's whenever we found the park. And that was a little over five years ago. And then I lost my mom eight months ago. My mom was so important to me and my family. She never stopped believing in me. Just, just like God. God never quit giving up on me. Um, even through everything I had done and walking away, he still held me in the palm of his hand and he never let me go. I had not, in all the time and in all what was going on inside of me, I never wanted to pick up a drink or a drug to escape. I had that feeling that God was with me and that he would never leave me and that he was walking it with me. You know, him and, and the fellowship at church, small group, the 12-step fellowship that I attend, everybody has been with me. And I'm so grateful for that fellowship, you know, to be a part of something so much bigger than me. Look, you can find freedom from any addiction, but you have to walk the path that God says leads to freedom. I can't walk that path for you. I can only show you the path. But if you will walk the path, you will eventually be able to become unshakable. Unshakable in your resolve to say, no more. No more addictions. So would you be willing to start walking down that path? Would you be willing to take some specific steps down that path toward freedom? I want everybody to pull out your connection card. Pull out your connection card, and I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. On the card and on the notes, I want you to check the next step or steps that you're willing to take today. Maybe it's this first one. I will identify a potential addiction and take the master test for 30 days. Would you do that? Would you take the master test for 30 days? Prove it. Prove it to yourself. Take the test. No exceptions. 30 days. Next. I commit to take an honest look to see if there might be dark forces at work maintaining my addiction. Would you do that? Next. Sign me up for the Road to Recovery small group. You check that box, Gary will send you an email tomorrow giving you the details about when and where and what you need to know. Or this next one, email me more info about the Road to Recovery small group. If you're not ready to sign up, that's fine. Then just have them email you some info. This next one, email me a list of professional Christian counselors and groups. This next one, I will pick the most meaningful verse from these notes and memorize it this week. Would you do that? You pick your own verse. I'm not going to assign you one. You pick the one that's most meaningful to you and you spend some time memorizing it this week. Or this last one, I wouldn't become a Christ follower today 
for the first time in my life. If you've never prayed that prayer, but you're ready to do that this morning, I'm going to give you a chance to do it here in just a moment. Because at this is the time, I want all of us to take a few moments and do business with God. So I want you to look at the next step or steps that you've checked today, and I'm going to give you a chance to pray and ask God to help you follow through, to reveal things to you, to change your life. Because look, we want to be the kind of people that don't just intend to take steps. We want to be people that follow through and take steps to become more Christ-like. And if you want to become a Christ follower, this is going to be your time to pray that prayer as well. So I want everybody right now, bow your head, and I want you to look at your next steps. Or if you want to become a Christ follower, look at that prayer. And I want to, in these next moments, I want you to pray silently and do business with God right now. Father, I thank you for every person that is in this room. I know it's by no accident or coincidence that they're here today. And so I ask that you would help us to find freedom from any and every addiction. Or if we've been in a family with an addict, God, I ask that you would help those in this room to find freedom from those issues that have plagued them for their lives. I thank you for so clearly laying out the path to freedom. And so I ask that you would help every person that needs to, to begin to walk that path to safeguard themselves from future addictions. And I want to say thank you, God, for how you have freed so many people already, for freeing Della. And I ask that the freedom that you have granted her would be the freedom that the rest of us would experience as well. I love you, Father. So thank you for showing us how to become unshakable. And I ask that you would all, you bring all of us back next week so we can find out more of what you want to say to help us become unshakable in our lives. And I ask you to do this in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.